Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hi there, ladies and gents. Frank Flake here, founder of Ethical Property Partners, the place where we help you to create annual returns on your properties on a monthly basis. In this short podcast, I'm going to be talking about the current economic environment and what it means for us as sophisticated property investors. You might be thinking to yourself, yeah, I was interested in investing in property, Frank. I've been listening to your podcast for a while. That's that's how most people come to us now, by the way. Most people listen to the podcast, might watch an episode or two on YouTube, but generally people come through the podcast and they say, yeah, we've binge listened to 10, 20, 30, 100 of your episodes and we're ready to take the next step. We're ready to take the leap forward. But why, Frank, would I be doing that now? Interest rates are going up. We're going into a recession. House prices are likely to flatten off or even drop. There's an oversupply of property looming. There's an undersupply of people to buy them. Everyone's talking about doom and gloom. The cost of living has, has skyrocketed, inflation's at record highs, the government is unstable. Surely now is a time to sit and wait. And if that's what you're thinking, you have a lot of people who will be doing exactly that. Hundreds of them, thousands of them, tens of thousands of them will be doing exactly that. Because as Warren Buffett says, and Benjamin Graham, who worked with Warren Buffett and, and mentored him to, a, to an extent and wrote The Intelligent Investor. Now, they talk about stock market investing, but what they say is that when the crowds are doing one thing, do the opposite. And that's what you need to be doing now. I've been waiting for this to happen the last 10 years or so. The last time we had this kind of an opportunity was 2009. I did 26 deals in 2009 and I was a rookie. I didn't know nearly as much as I know now. These next 12 to 24 months are going to be absolutely incredible. We did pretty well during COVID because most people thought they couldn't buy property. Most people were unsure of what was coming next. But these next few months, these next couple of years, oh my goodness, it's going to be rich pickings because most people... The really sophisticated investors, and it doesn't matter if it's the stock market or the property market, you make your money in the bear markets. You make your money in the downturns, not when it's overinflated and it's really buoyant. Because when it's overinflated and really buoyant, which is what we've had for the last couple of years now, every man and his dog is pushing prices up. Rents haven't been rising at the same rate. And so what that means is your returns just get smaller and smaller. And if you pay top dollar at the top of the market, it just takes longer. It's still not a bad investment, but it takes longer for your returns to catapult forward, to skyrocket. If you pay a hundred grand for a house that then is worth 96 months later, now you've got to wait for that property to get back up to 100 before you're even in profit in terms of capital growth. And so it really slows it down. Compared to that same 100 grand house that's worth 90 today that you buy today, now you're going to really experience some fast capital growth because you're going to go from 90 to 100 really quick and then you're going to carry on the usual upward trajectory, the average upward trajectory of house prices in the UK. So that's the first reason why it's amazing to get in now and to be buying during these hard times. 
The second reason it's brilliant is because there are less investors around. So that 100 grand house that's now valued by the market at 90, you can be picking that up at 60, 55, because there are still people in the market that need an exit. They need to sell, but there are no buyers around now. So it's rich pickings. Now we're gonna come on to some of the difficulties in a minute because if it, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. In fact, my quote of the week this week is from Warren Buffett. I'm going to paraphrase it. I don't have it in front of me. But he basically says, if it's easy, you're not doing it right. You don't fully comprehend the, uh, the situation if you're finding it easy. And I think that's such a good concept to bear in mind. Yeah, it's tough at the moment. Interest rates are going through the roof. We're buying on a product at the moment that is a, a tad under 5%. I, I can't remember exactly what it is, 4.8%. 6 4.7 something like that we've just been quoted it so i spoke to my broker about the next available product if they pull that product because loads of lenders are pulling products at the moment in fact one of our franchisees lost four deals um well he's lost the lending on four deals that he was hoping to have already completed on uh, there was a few conveyancing issues so it slowed it down and now he's having to restructure the whole deal um, hopefully won't won't lose the deal hopefully we'll be able to uh, get it back on track but on a different product my product that was in that i think it's high four percent so four point something just under five percent 7.99 is the next available product because of the nature of that deal that's a jump of over three percent unbelievably high interest rates at the moment but here's the thing if you're buying something today for let's say 60 grand that was worth 100 six months ago the rent on that property let's say it's 550 a month is still the same it's remarkable in fact the rents have gone up really quickly over the last few years because of course the cost of living has gone up inflation has kicked in all of your mortgages have got smaller and this is the thing there is no best time to invest in property the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago as the Chinese saying goes the second best time is today and so yes buying in 2009 like I did was the best time to buy <laughs> although I meet investors who bought 30 years before that and that would have been even better but I wasn't alive then so you know I, I bought I bought my first ever property with my first ever paycheck so I feel like I got going pretty quick um yes I'd had a gap year yes I'd gone into employment maybe I would have been quicker if I'd you know earlier starting to invest if I'd been an entrepreneur sooner but you can't change the past you can't look back and go oh if only all you can control is today and is it better to invest today or in three months time today is it better to invest today or in 12 months time today because you don't know when that amazing deal is going to come up and there's going to be more and more and more of them and here's the thing if you make these no money down deals you can do all of them there's no limit on the number of deals that you can do from a finance perspective the only limit is what's between your ears and what you can find in terms of motivated vendors now you might be thinking frank you've just said that finance is really expensive how can i make deals stack at 7.99 percent well don't worry you're not going to be paying eight percent on most of your deals i've yet to pay eight percent ever on normal long-term commercial finance i am structuring deals now without using regular finance we are still putting some onto long-term finance generally where we've got 
mortgage offers in place. But when you go into this kind of an environment, even if you can find a product with a good rate, it's very hard to get that lending because lenders are so scared. So they put loads of barriers in the way. They want you to be uh, jumping through loads of hoops. And even if you can jump through all the hoops, it takes so long to get the lending that a sophisticated deal is hard to do. Not impossible, but hard to do. And so what we've been working on with our partners recently is mindset. Mindset of believing that you can do what you haven't been doing before. And for those of you listening, that might be doing deals where you don't put a penny in. So you can literally do a deal today and a deal tomorrow and a deal next week and a deal the week after. Not many people invest like that, but it's entirely possible in this market. It probably wasn't possible six months ago and it probably wasn't possible 12 months ago on a regular basis. Yes, we've done no money down deals. I explained the 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 27 apartments that we bought without putting a penny of our own money. And of course it's possible, but it's getting easier now because the vendors are more motivated and there are less buyers competing with you to offer them a solution. How have we been working on mindset? Well, we did our annual retreat last week, finished it last week. It was three days. And on the Monday of the retreat, and we're bringing out a YouTube video about this, on the Monday of the retreat, we um, had a little challenge and the theme of the retreat was achieving what we've never dreamt is possible and that might be for you right now doing 12 no money down deals through the depths of a recession over the next 12 months it might be doing 24 deals might be doing one deal in the next three months it doesn't matter what your comfort zone currently is so long as you back yourself and you force yourself to step out of that comfort zone and do what you've not believed is possible before. And people think sophisticated investing is dangerous, it's risky. It's the safest investing you can do because you're not risking any of your own money. You're buying stuff at 20, 30 in, in this climate, 35, 40% below market value. It couldn't be safer. Cash flow positive deals from day one, but you've got to believe you can do it. Most people are looking for valuable property, but really the most valuable property is between your ears. It's your mindset, it's your beliefs, it's your identity. And so on the Sunday night, we kicked off on the Sunday um, afternoon. On the Sunday night, we announced to everyone that we were doing a challenge the next day. And the challenge was, we'll meet you for breakfast at 6.30. And at 6.15, we're going to start a seven-hour hike together. And some people ran it and some people walked it. Now, these are just normal people, normal investors, right? They're not athletes. They're not marathon runners. Do you know in that seven hours, everyone, every single person pushed themselves beyond what they thought was possible? Some people did 30 miles, three zero miles. They'd never done that in their lives. One person had never walked, I think I'm right in saying never walked more than seven or eight miles, walked a marathon. A marathon. Most people spend a year training for a marathon. They did it with less than 12 hours notice. I did not run 28 miles in my life. The most I'd ever run was 27 miles. I'd run 27 miles once. I set my goal of 30 miles. I reckoned I could run 30 miles in seven hours. I couldn't. I ran for the full seven hours and I got to 28 miles and I had to present in 45 minutes. <laughs> so I, I knew I needed a bath and I knew I needed to eat. I was absolutely shattered. But I did 28 miles, more than I'd ever done before. And the last time I'd had a run before then was three and a half weeks prior. In the last three months, I'd run for three hours in total. Done a one hour run and a two hour run. And then I did a seven hour run. I didn't stop. I ran the whole way. 
<laughs> at the end, I probably could have walked faster than I could than I was running. And you might think, oh my goodness, you do a retreat for property investing and you spend seven hours going for a walk. And that's how most people would view it. But it was to demonstrate in a really practical way that we can do far more than we think we're capable. People could barely stand up that afternoon and the next day people were hobbling around. People were like getting up to speak at the mic and taking a minute to get from, from their chair to the mic. But how you do one thing is how you do everything. And those same people are now negotiating deals that previously they wouldn't have even dreamt of doing. They've now got an inner confidence because they know they can go beyond. When the going gets tough, one of the guys was injured, right? His leg was really hurting. He was, he was walking, but he was, he was hobbling. In fact, I'm interviewing him shortly because he's doing the deal of his life, actually, at the moment. And we'll, uh, we'll get him on the podcast. We've, uh, I don't think the date's been scheduled yet, but we might talk about this. I shan't name him now, but he was hobbling. And he said, oh, this is tough going, Frank. I was like <laughs> shuffling past him at my just jogging pace. And um, he said, but Frank, this is where you put your big boy pants on. I was like in a really dark place. I was really struggling. And um, this is how hard I was struggling, right? Someone phoned me who owed me money um, while I was running. And I've been trying to get hold of this person and they've owed me money for quite some time. Quite a lot of money, actually. And <laughs> they rang and I looked at it. I was like, oh. So I did actually pick up. This is while I'm jogging on my seven hours. I did actually pick up. And I said, thank you so much for calling. I can't speak to you now. Can we chat later? Like that, I have to be really struggling not to talk to someone about when they can pay me money they owe me. But that's the thing. And I grunted at this person. I said, do you know what? You're right. Yeah, you keep going, mate. Good on you. And I shuffled past painfully. But that's the thing. When you believe that you can find these motivated vendors, when you believe that you can achieve a win-win solution, when you sit in front of them and come up with those solutions, they sense that belief. They sense that you want to help them. They, they sense that you know you can help them. And then you negotiate those deals. And some of you will be distracted by the noise at the moment. The fact that the government came out with the most pro property investor budget i know it wasn't a budget it was a what did they call it in the end a mini budget i think they called it um that was the most pro property budget in a decade i worked out for my household it's going to be 20 to twenty-five thousand pounds better off all of a sudden you get dividend relief so on a 50 grand dividend you get three thousand pound relief on a quarter of a million pound property purchase, you get two and a half thousand pounds off on stamp duty. High rate of tax. Now, you might think, oh, I'm not a high rate taxpayer. You get enough properties, you become a high rate taxpayer, assuming they're in your, your personal name, which many historic landlords do have them in their personal names. There were loads of changes in there that really made a difference to property investors. Our average franchisee was better off by between five and ten grand a, a year. And then they change it all. So I did a little um, analysis on what it all meant and shared it with the partners and said, you know, this isn't earth shattering, you know, don't change your business plans. But here's a little gift from the government, better than them taking it away. And lo and behold, they've done a U-turn on like half of it. Now, I'm not political, I'm not judging. But what I am saying is the game's the game. The rules are going to change. Those of you that have got young children that play football, you might now be aware of the new rule where up to I think it's under 12s so my son's nine Michael's nine he plays football for his uh, for, for Belper uh, which is our local team um, they're no longer allowed to head the ball I knew the rule had changed but they get a yellow card for heading the ball an indirect free kick 
and it's a yellow card if it's a deliberate head ball, uh, heading of the ball. And I think it's a red card if it prevents a goal-scoring opportunity, something like that. I'm not a referee, but I think that's what it is. They're really quite draconian um, sanctions against heading the ball. And it's, it's for safety. Uh, you know, they're worried about brain damage. So now the goalies are kicking the ball really high on their goal kicks. And, of course, it bounces. And these kids are all sticking their legs in the air. I've never seen so many high feet. And the irony is they're probably going to get boots in faces way more and I was thinking put a head on it I didn't shout that because I'm not one of those shouty parents but I was thinking put your head on it I used to be central defender played once for my county once I played for my county so (laughs) not rubbish but not that good and um oh I used to go up and maybe that says a lot about my mentality now I've clearly headed too many goal kicks but um they were hairy fairy sticking their legs up in the air and it was only later I realized oh that's because they're not allowed to head it The game has changed. The under-12 football game has changed completely. But there's no point keep heading the ball and going, well, you know, that's rubbish, or going, well, I'm not going to go for high balls then because I'm good at heading and now I'm not allowed to head it. Like You can sit in the corner and, and sulk. And, and, and it was really interesting at the retreat. Some of the partners, they didn't react well to the challenge. They're like, why didn't you tell us before? I could have done some preparation. I could have bought better stuff with me. I could have um, done X, Y, Z, but we didn't. And there were very good reasons for that, but that's by the by. At that point in time, I think we announced it about 7 p.m. on the Sunday. All they had was 11 and a half hours to prepare themselves. And it was really interesting to see people go from, ah, oh, below the line, this is not great this could have been done better and I'm not saying it could have uh, couldn't have been done better of course you can always improve and we've done a debrief about the whole retreat but then to see the mindset switch of right so this is the game the rules are this what do I need to know I need to know the terrain so people are asking about terrain I need to know how long it is I need to know where the fuel stations are as in where can I get food and drink I need to know how big the loop is it was a beautiful four mile loop around a, a gorgeous golf course and we had two fuel stations and everyone was supporting each other some of the guys grouped together and jogged in a group and some of them were walking together and and obviously there were loads of support uh, from the fuel stations and that so it's just amazing it was lovely environment and people got their head around the fact that it well it just is and that's what we have to do now as investors we have to get our head around the fact that it's changing like that that 20 25 grand i bet it becomes 10 that my household's going to be better off. I bet it does. I haven't worked out again because, well, it's still changing. It's an interesting one on the universal credit. So at the moment, as I'm recording this, the universal credit hasn't gone up at the rate of inflation. So in real terms, it's been reduced. Now, you might say, well, that's good for me because I pay tax. So my taxes are going to go into things I might actually, you know, that, that might directly affect my life rather than paying for other people. But on the flip side, Loads of my tenants receive universal credit. So if that goes up, then I can charge more rent. I just think it's pointless worrying about the rules. We just get given the rules and then we crack on with the game. And if you focus on the bit you can control, you can't control whether we let the partners know. The partners couldn't control whether we let the partners know a week or two. We could have told them six months before and they could have trained for it. But then loads of people wouldn't have come. Those people that aren't athletes wouldn't have come. They would have felt intimidated. People would have set themselves massive goals. It would have become a really big deal. And we didn't want that. We wanted not to test people's physical prowess. We wanted to test people's mental strength, their mental commitment. And we helped with that massively. We um, watched, and I'm going to give a shout out here to Stephen Green. We watched his documentary on his... um, longest ever 
continuous triathlon world record attempt. He swam seven miles. He cycled 181 miles and then ran, I want to say 46 miles. It might have been, it's 40 something miles. Unbelievable achievement. What's that? 230, 240 miles. And he he won the world record. It took him 30 hours, three zero hours. And we watched his documentary. And then Stephen's a, a friend of mine. Stephen came on Zoom and had a little Q&A with, with all the guys. This was at about half seven the night before they were to do their own world record. And it is a world record for some of them. 28 miles was a world record for me. There's no way. Well, I hadn't done it. I've never done it in my life. And then did it with with no training. And that's what you need to set yourselves over the next three months, the next six months, the next 12 months. Your own personal world record. How many properties do you want to buy? It doesn't matter. You can set that goal as high as you want. I was talking to Gordon Bertram, my business partner in the martial arts business, and he was telling me about a guy. We're slapping ourselves on the back because we've opened a school in Coventry and we're going to be at 100 members by the end of uh, October. And we're really pleased because that's going to bring in about £5,000 net profit a month and we, we don't go there. Like, we have instructors that run it. We, we do drop in and, you know, check on it. Um, in fact, we're just about to put a monthly meeting in where we're going to meet the instructors and observe a few classes. But we're now looking at how many of those schools can we open across the country. We've got capacity for 420 odd. And of course, we're going to offer some to franchisees, but we're actually opening our own headquarters, own schools now. And we're slapping ourselves on the back because we've got to 100 members in three months. By the way, three months, we were profitable in month one. It's an unbelievable uh, business model, actually. And Gordon told me about a client of his that went from, I, th- I want to say, I might be slightly off, but 88 members, 80-something members, to 1,500 members. Now, the profitability on 1,500 members is through the roof. It's unbelievable. These people are paying, well, it, it depends on how, many, how often they're coming a month, but they're all on direct debit and they're all paying a decent lump of money a month to come to the uh, martial arts classes 1500 members from a an 88 member school that is just unbelievable and it just reframed where we were at we did a session on speed reading uh, at the retreat and in 20 minutes i showed people how you can read a, an entire book a regular length book in under an hour and absorb the content and people didn't believe it was right but what you do when you're speed reading is you go up to a hundred miles an hour so 100 miles an hour is reading a page every two seconds and you go how can you read a page in two seconds well you can you can google how to speed read i use timothy ferris's methodology which he freely shares on the uh, internet and um or in his four-hour work week um book and i use that methodology and i've taught it now to um lots and lots of our partners but when you're going at 100 miles an hour and then you drop back down to 50 miles an hour, it feels slow, it feels possible. So what we did with that physical challenge is people are used to walking around in their daily lives doing 10,000 steps. Instead of going, right, you're gonna go from that, call it 10 miles an hour, to 50 miles an hour, and they're like, wow, that's five times as much, I can't do that. What we did is we took them to 100 miles an hour, which was watching Stephen Green's documentary, 30 hour challenge. 230 240 miles and then we said all you've got to do is seven hours 
and you can walk it. You don't have to swim. You don't have to bike. You can just walk or jog it. And now that felt comfortable. It felt easier. So in your property investing, what are you going to do to recalibrate yourself? Who are you going to expose yourself to? One of the reasons our partners do so well is because they're exposed to people going 100 miles an hour. The speed at which people have been traveling in their investing their whole lives feels ridiculous. It feels like they're sat on their backside doing nothing, which of course they are in terms of property investing. And so when they start doing 50 mile an hour and they start doing a deal every quarter or two deals a quarter or a deal every other month, all of a sudden that still feels slow compared to their peers but now they're multiplying their net worth at a rate of knots incredibly quickly. How are you going to do that? I'm flying over to Belfast this afternoon. I've got a training session this evening with all the partners and then I'm um, running a session for prospective partners in Belfast tomorrow for the day, doing a whole day with some of the partners and some of these prospective partners. That day will be about recalibrating them, their mindsets, in order to capitalise on the next Three months, six months, 12 months, 24 months. It's such an exciting time, guys. So, so exciting. Do not miss this boat. I've actually worked out that the properties I bought in 2009 and 2010, so the last recession. Now, interestingly, we're not in a recession. I read this. We're not, we saw 0.2% growth, I think, last quarter. So we haven't had, I think I'm right in saying this, I'm not an economist, but we haven't had two consecutive quarters of contraction of the economy. So we're not actually in a recession yet, but boy, is it coming. <laughs> it certainly looks like it, doesn't it? But it doesn't matter. If it was 0.2% contraction, we would be in a recession. And so what's 0.4% between friends? You know, it's, it's nothing, but it doesn't matter. People people get so hung up on what the media... Um, I, I interviewed Ivan Meisner last week, and you'll have, you'll have listened to that. He said it shouldn't be called the news. It should be called the opinions. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. It's all opinion. It's all hot air and spin. So don't get wrapped up in it. Tim Ferriss says this, actually. He says, don't get wrapped up in the media reduce your consumption of the media and increase your thinking for yourself increase your activity taking and I, I think that's exactly how you will smash it out of the ballpark in the next few months guys I hope you've enjoyed this podcast it's a, a shorter punchier one to really motivate you to take action do not miss this opportunity. I've been waiting 10 years for it. Well, in fact, 2010, I've been waiting 12 years for it. And boy, am I excited. And boy, am I going to do more deals and make more money than I did in that period of time. I've worked out that those properties I bought in 2009 and 2010 have gone up in value. Now, I've sold a few of them by four million pounds. They've added four million pounds to my net worth. I just wish I'd bought more now. The cash flow, the monthly cash flow of those properties is phenomenal. It's enough for me to live on. Without any of my other business interests, I can live off those properties I bought in 2009 and 2010. Unbelievable. And now I get to do it again. And this time I can go proper at it. That's poor English, I know. But you know what I mean? I can properly approach the situation. That's it in my uh, <laughs> more precise Queen's English. But you get the picture, guys. Don't miss out. And if you don't know how to do it, if you don't have the knowledge, come look us up get in touch. We'll happily help you. Go and learn from someone else who's quality, who's doing it now. That's the key. You have to be following someone, not someone who did it in the past, someone who is walking the walk now, who's doing a deal every month, who's doing a deal, who's doing deals on a quarterly basis. It has to be that. Who's got a track record of their clients doing deals 
and don't take their word for it. Talk to the clients, ask them. It's why on EPP we say, come spend a day for us. We charge a few hundred quid for that just so you can sample it. And then we say, you can come and do four months with us. £3,000, that pays for all your content, all your training days, your daily webinars, a webinar every day for four months for £3,000 plus fat. Come try us out before you commit. Come do a deal or two. See how it feels. See if you enjoy being a property investor. Come do your first no money down deal and then decide if sophisticated property investing is for you. Every time you hear a news article or, or a news program say that this is scary or this is doom and gloom, think to yourself, there's another opportunity. This is my time. This is when I can capitalize. This is my once in a generation opportunity. Well, once in a decade opportunity. Do you really want to wait another 10, 12, 15 years for your next golden opportunity? Or are you going to grasp this one? Starts with a phone call. Get in touch. Until next time, happy investing. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.